yeah, that's the question, isn't it? Really, yeah. mm-hmm. is is if you, if the fundamental mm-hmm. dynamic of your sexual relationship is changing, is your relationship going to change? Yeah. Um, I will say that there was there were lots of points of tension when we kind of started to realize, like a few years in, mm-hmm. you know, like okay, he's not really going to come around to this. Mm-hmm. Do I really want? And then I started kind of having yeah those thoughts of like, do I want to stick with this? Um, do I maybe want to try to open it up and get what I need elsewhere? Hi, and welcome to Adult Buddy Finders. I'm Bree Mary. And I'm Kirsten. And we are here today to talk to uh, somebody who did BDSM and then went into the lifestyle of vanilla or bland. BDSM to bland. I'm not sure how we... How we... BDSM to not BDSM. We don't really know how to define this. Yeah. <laughs> There's no definition. Uh, yeah, so basically she has told us that from a young age, she was into BDSM. Mm-hmm. Thoughts, ideas, not even really knowing what that meant. And then she meets what she considers the love of her life, who does not want to do BDSM. Not into it whatsoever. <laughs> and so they have to work it out and how that works and how they got from BDSM to where they are now. Yeah. Which is not quite... Not BDSM. <laughs> there might be a little hint there. You'll have to listen and see. <laughs> so have you been in a partnership where you felt like you were in love with the person and maybe you didn't feel like sexually compatible in some way? Yes, definitely. Okay. And I've had multiple relationships where they brought up something sexually mm-hmm. where I said, I've never thought of that before. I've never considered it. And, or maybe I have thought about it in the past and thought, hell no, never. <laughs> who and would then, do that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had one guy who brought up, he was actually in a relationship with another woman and I fooled around with him, and then he brought up that he was in a relationship with another woman. I think I remember this. Yes, and he basically asked me if I was interested in being his mistress, which I forever oh. thought, hell no, never. Oh, wasn't an open relationship? Open relationship, mistress. Uh, I don't know what is that called. A mistress is like a secret. Oh, I was. It would not be a secret. <laughs> <laughs> According to him, or did you talk to both of them? I never talked to her. So okay. it was according to him. Okay, so it could have been a mistress. <laughs> yes, yes, could have been. And I really thought about it. I yeah. really thought about it and came to a conclusion of, no, definitely not. Not yeah. my thing. I couldn't do it. I had another guy I dated who brought up doing a threesome with two guys, which also is something I was like, I would never, never, ever, don't want to do a threesome I think it's too complicated, and I'm happy with just one person. But he brought it up, and I I really gave it some thought. We never <laughs> got too far in the relationship to ever try it out or even come to that point. And that's actually something I talked to him about. I said, I'm open to the idea, but I don't know if I actually would be able to go through with it. And if this is a deal breaker for you, you probably need to get out because uh, my mind may not change. Mm -hmm. And I don't want you to bank on my mind changing and being into it at some point. Because I can't guarantee that. You never know. Yeah. Yeah, but it's good to at least consider. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And it really, when you are really into a person, it does give you a moment to 
stop and think if that's actually something you would want to do. It kind of makes me, this is bad, but it kind of makes me think about, you know, when people talk about having kids and they're like, well, if you don't want kids, wait until you meet the right person. Right. Then you will. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> if you don't want to pay, wait until you meet the right person and then you will. Right. It's also like if you are into something, you're like, well, it's really cool and fun. You haven't yeah. even tried it. You don't know. Like, it's like, who doesn't like pizza? Everyone yeah. likes pizza. Yeah. Pizza's great. Like chocolate? You don't like chocolate? Oh, you haven't had good chocolate. <laughs> yeah, you haven't had good chocolate. And it is something exciting about hearing somebody you really like being excited about something. Yeah. Then it makes it more interesting, more intriguing. Mm. What about you? Have you ever had a partner that has sexual Never. drives that you don't? No. It's always <laughs> been very, very perfect. <laughs> always met right there. Exactly the same wants, needs. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I mean, both ways where it's like, uh, maybe the sexual part was great, but the other part ain't. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, where you're like, okay, I love this person. It's not exactly as much mm. as I would like. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, you definitely find those things of like, okay, what do I love? What is actually making me happy? And what's wild is as much as we love talking about sex and sex is as part of life, it's not all of it. No. It's never like, it's like, I mean, it's a little bit. It's honestly like not that much. <laughs> and you... It's a huge thing that like much ado about it. It's like, you know, it's fun to talk about. We, of course we love it. We love talking about it. Oh yes. Please. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, even if you're doing it a lot, it's not a lot. It's not like you're having, it's not an eight. You're not even doing it as much as you're doing your job. Yeah. It's not that we're doing 40. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or eating. Yeah. It's been maybe eating. Mm. If you're a fast eater. <laughs> and a slow sexer. Yeah. Could be if you don't eat a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot more to a relationship than just sex. Yeah. And finding that middle ground, the compromise where it works. What do you really want? What do you really want for yourself, for your life, for your partner? Mm -hmm. And I think if it's just a very physical thing... I don't know. That doesn't seem to really withstand the test of time. Yeah. Because physical things do change. Your body changes. Oh, very much so. <laughs> <laughs> and also your likes and desires. Of Even we've talked about the nipple biting. Yes. And some people didn't want to be bit and now they love it. <laughs> no one in particular is that yeah. yeah, it's not specific at all. Anyone who's here. And it is also that partnership of I don't think I would have enjoyed some of my ex-partners ever going down that route. Mm. I think even if, you know, I, I do like some rough nipple play, I would not want some of my exes to do that. There just wasn't that connection. Yeah, some people can't bite you at all. Mm -mm. No, mm -mm. keep your teeth to yourself. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm excited. I want to hear a little bit more about Anna. Me so too. Let's go to her. All right. Oh my gosh, we have Hannah. Yes. Welcome, Hannah. A little bit about Hannah. She was obsessed with science fiction and BDSM from a very tender age. She is not the first one either. Um, Rachel Music, our uh, 
one of our dominatrix was also into sci-fi and BDSM. <laughs> You're anyway, not alone. They seem to go hand in hand. Yes, so we'll have to come back to that. This is not Rachel's, this is all about you, Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so she did some globe trotting, some rat racing, and she found her other half in a town called Brooklyn. <laughs> a little tiny town. You might have heard of it. <laughs> Just a little spot on the map. Uh, she's continuing to globe trot. She's not rat racing. Her and her partner and their perfect son, a German spitz. What's a spitz? <laughs> it's like any kind of that really poofy dog oh. with pointy ears and a curly tail. A German Is spitz it Pomeranian. Like a pom oh, that's yes, exactly. a bigger Pomeranian. Yes. <laughs> Uh, the, the dog just turned three, or the, oh, sorry, the child just turned three. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> we'll, we'll fix that. <laughs> she translates science fiction. She's writing a novel and is probably the best Jewish woman long sword fencer in the neighborhood. Anyone want to challenge her? Please. <laughs> Come at me. I'm ready. <laughs> uh, so that's a lot to unpack. Yeah. <laughs> All right, talk fast because we only got an hour. <laughs> Actually, our caller is going to be coming up really soon. I just realized it's already nearly one. It's already nearly oh caller time. <laughs> but let's get into a little bit like this tender age of BDSM. What tender age was that, and what would that that look like? All right, so. This isn't as gross as it sounds, but my earliest memories of childhood include a fascination with what I would now characterize as BDSM. Okay. It's, it really was something I almost feel like I was born with. Okay. Uh, just in that, I mean, obviously it wasn't like sexual when I was like, you know, before I knew it, what that thought? was yeah. or what those feelings were. You weren't like a horny little child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and more than anyone else was. No, exactly. A normal amount of horny. Exactly. <laughs> a normal amount of money. yeah. No. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I just remember when, you know, being really young, and I just wanted, like, specifically boys to chase me. I wanted boys to chase me. Yeah. I wanted them to tackle me, and then Ooh. my happiest Ooh. day was when a boy chased me, tackled me, and tickled me until I almost threw up. <laughs> and I just had this feeling of, like, absolute joy wash over me of, like, this is exactly what I want. Yes. And he kind of sensed that it was weird, and he was just immediately like, I'm done, goodbye. Like, an this is an elementary school. Yeah. But and, 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 and a boy, and you were, like, you were, like, taking it a little too far. It was... <laughs> I was very much, I mean, maybe I was just, like, enjoying it in a way he hadn't, ex he expected me to be like, no, stop. And yeah. I'm like, no, stop. Stop! <laughs> no, do not stop. And yeah, so Took very... me harder, more, more, more. Exactly. And he's like, I am a third grader. So what's a safe word? <laughs> yeah, the safe word is gushers. Oh, wait, no, that's all I'm sorry. That was too gross. Best safe word ever. That is a safe word. Oh, that makes me feel very safe. <laughs> They were like gold in fourth grade. Though. Yeah, that's oh my true. god, they were for trading. Anyway, that is so tangent. True. <laughs> <laughs> but it started very early for me, and you didn't know what it was, but you knew that you liked you liked some intensity. You weren't, yeah, the attention and then the like, yeah, intensity. Being exactly. restrained specifically oh, yes. was very much being restrained and controlled was like I was definitely bottom, uh -huh. and it was coming out like pretty early. <laughs> Are you into tickle torture or anything? Have you ever tried that? 
Not explicitly. Okay. Yeah. This is something that I am getting into with my partner where um, I do tickle him a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and he's very sensitive and he tells me to stop pretty quickly. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and of course I do. But it's, you know, it's it really, any, any sort of uh, sensation I would say that I can cause to my partner, that my partner can cause to me, that really pushes you to the limit of pain, pleasure, you know, experience, like sensual oh, yeah. experience is, you know, when you can get to a point where you want to say stop, you kind of don't want to say stop, <laughs> but you know, it's really the limited experience is, is to put it in a very hellraiser-y. <laughs> you know, You're like, let me make this scary for everyone. <laughs> We are going to be talking to you today specifically uh, from BDSM mm. to what do we call it? I know that vanilla. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, like the the the, the alliterations like BDSM to bland, but like BDSM <laughs> to like it, some people would say a normal sex, which is like our whole show is about yeah. what is a nor what's normal sex, but like maybe more mainstream. Right. So uh, your partner currently, you're not doing the BDSM stuff at all. Not. Not really. Okay. He's, of course, we've been together eight years. Uh -huh. I met him when he was 22. Mm -hmm. And so he, um, he was very inexperienced when I met him. And he was also not into BDSM at all. Okay. Meanwhile, I had had almost exclusively BDSM experiences. Yeah. yeah. And there's a big age gap or? Yeah, we're five years apart. Okay. So at the time, originally, it was kind of a big age gap. Yeah. yeah. I was a little more settled in my life and, and way more experienced. That's a lot of experience time, 22 yes. to 27. Yeah, that's oh, true. Oh, yeah, there's a lot that happens in that five years. <laughs> oh, yeah, I had been married and divorced. <laughs> like, it was, yeah. like, yeah, it was, it's a lot. It's a, that's a, those mid, those early to mid-late 20s, that period is so crucial, and that's yeah. when I caught him. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you're like, I got you. I got it in my net, yeah. <laughs> of I have something I definitely very clearly want. Yeah. And it terrified him <laughs> when I finally, on the third day, you know, I finally exposed that to him. Like, hey, would you be willing to? And he was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so so let's talk a little bit about, like, the BDSM life. So sure. you you were living it before we met this partner, who we'll get into. We'll definitely get to this. But oh. we want to know about BDSM in your experience. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like that was like you, your first sexual experience. You would classify as BDSM. Oh yes, <laughs> absolutely. Oh, uh -huh. Did you know but, what it was? Yes, oh, okay. at that point. Yeah, when I yeah. Okay. So did you do like your research on it? So you, when you were a kid, you kind of got interested, <laughs> and then you did your in third research. grade. I did a PowerPoint presentation on BDSM. <laughs> <laughs> I would have honestly, but uh, it, yeah, actually, um, I had. I had, you know, stumbled on a lot of, like, it's been particular fiction. I read a lot. I read our science fiction and fantasy section in our library from A to Z. Okay. Oh my like, gosh. my entire childhood. Like, I just, they could find me just in the, the SF fantasy section, just reading through everything. And I fell on a lot of really kinky stuff <laughs> because those sci-fi fantasy writers, they love kinky shit. They okay. love it. So that does kind of go hand in hand. Really kink and media set. Okay, cool. Yeah. Good. Weirdly, and I if you're listening and you will listen to science, if you want to read science 
fiction fantasy, it sounds like you're going to get a lot of BDSM ideas from it. Oh, yeah. Clive Barker. Clive, Clive Barker. Barker. Ooh, yes, write that down. Magica is my favorite. I, I stumbled upon it way too young. Yes. Way too young. It has like the concepts of non-binary and kink and like it has Amazing. so many cool like queer and kinky concepts in there for an 11 year old who has no business reading that book. I needed, I had absolutely no, I didn't have Google at that time. Yeah, sure. yeah. That was going to be my next question. How did you research? Because, yeah, that wasn't really a thing. You go to, what is it, the Dewey Decimal System? <laughs> like, what do you look up? Uh, <laughs> interested in tickling until you want to mm, explode with joy. <laughs> if only. No, it just took a lot of, re I mean, Thankfully for me, like, it was very prominent in a lot of fiction, you know, it is, it's something that interests a lot of people, you know, to the point where, you know, not, not everybody practices it, but a lot of people are interested enough in it and titillated enough by it that y it is fairly easy to find, again, just reading the entire science fiction section of your <laughs> library, so... Um, Did so, you, you, you read, read science fiction probably not initially thinking, like, I'm going to learn about BDSM oh, here. Yeah. Right, yeah. no. I said we were just like, our family's very nerdy. I've been reading like Ray Bradbury since I was itty bitty and yeah. just branched out into, a, you know, everything. All yeah. The time. yeah. <laughs> that is a great way to expand your world and understand things differently reading. Yeah, <laughs> just absolutely. go ahead and reading. Absolutely. Yeah. Just picking up, not judging by a cover, just picking every, every single book up that you can find. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. So this has been brought to you by your public library. Yeah. <laughs> Go get your kink on at your library. <laughs> We're going to have your caller, actually. Okay. Uh, we, we always post questions on our Facebook page. People. Did you know you can help us make this show by supporting us on Patreon? Everything you give helps the show grow. Find us at patreon.com slash adoptbuddyfinders or check the show notes for the Patreon link. So we'll get into your actual BDSM sex life when we get off the phone with the caller. Sounds good. Awesome. Hello! And welcome to Adult Buddy Finders. This is Kirsten. And this is Greenberry. Hi, Diane. Hi, how are you doing? <laughs> Great. <laughs> We're very excited to hear your question. As you know, we have Hannah on. Hannah is talking to us about going from BDSM to not BDSM. Just no hurting anyone, no pain, all gain. <laughs> and we know you have a question for Hannah, so please fire away. Okay, so... Um, I've been in a relationship and it's been going really great. Um, I used to be into BDSM and it was like a lot of fun and, you know, my younger, younger years and, you know, past, <laughs> but now I'm just not so much into it anymore. And I kind of want to go the, the vanilla extract route, you know, <laughs> super just, you know, sweet, nice easy, easy on the palate, nothing too, you know, intense. Um, mm. But the guy that I'm with, um, we used to do it together. And now I just am kind of backing off of it because, first of all, I mean, 
who wants to be tied up at 30 when you're starting to get arthritis and, you know, <laughs> pains everywhere. It's like nobody needs that extra pain anywhere. Like my back always hurts. I don't need it extra. But anyway, besides the point, you know, it's just I'm, I'm worried that, you know, he's not going to be interested as he was because he had a really good thing going. And, you know, I've been watching – I love The Real Housewives – so um, this past season of The Real Housewives of Potomac, I don't know if you guys are up to speed on it, but I'll just explain. There's this woman named Ashley Darby, and she's fabulous. She's so great. But in she's been on the show for a few seasons. Uh, actually, I think since the beginning. Um, but anyway, so she's been in a relationship with this super wealthy man, and this guy is not, you know, super wealthy or older, but you know, he, um, they had an open relationship <laughs> and he, um, you know, they did all this weird stuff together and, you know, everything or not weird, you know, whatever, you know, to each his own. But uh, then she got pregnant and she had a baby and then she decided, well, I don't want to do this anymore. And then all of a sudden her husband started pulling away and then she got pregnant again with her second uh, baby and then it really went bad and now they got a divorce so I'm you know my question isn't just wondering like will it you know change things for me as you know an Ashley Darby <laughs> <laughs> you're so sweet to care about Ashley <laughs> as an Ashley Darby would it you know change things for me if I decide, you know, that I'm, you know, completely committed to this vanilla extract version rather than, you know, being in pain all the time. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's a really good question. Like the, yeah, that's the question, isn't it? Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is, is if you, if the fundamental dynamic of your sexual relationship is changing, is your relationship going to change? Yeah. Um, I will say that there was, there were lots of points of tension when we kind of started to realize like a few years in, you know, like, okay, he's not really going to come around to this. Mm -hmm. Do I really want? And then I started kind of having, yeah, those thoughts of like, do I want to stick with this? Um, do I maybe want to try to open it up and get what I need elsewhere? And ultimately what we started doing that I think really saved the relationship sexually and romantically was we sat down, we had a really long conversation that was like a checklist. Mm -hmm. What do you like? What do I like? And what do we both like? Mm. And I think you'll find that you already have a bit of a leg up in the situation in that I think it sounds, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like you're both very interested in the dynamic, right? Not necessarily the, the pain and the bleeding and the, you know, the, <laughs> the bruises that you can proudly show off. You know. <laughs> right, but if you're both, so you, you're both interested in the dynamic, but like one of you is dominant, the other is submissive, maybe back and forth, however you, you know, you prefer to do that. If it's the dynamic that gets both of your motors running, that's a head start because there are so many scenarios that you can come up with. You can get really creative. You're not allowed to, you know, do X, Y, Z until you finish sucking my dick. <laughs> you're not allowed to yeah you can't come until you have eaten me out for 20 minutes and if I feel like you're getting tired I'm you know I'm you get punished <laughs> and punishment doesn't always have to be pain you know yeah so it's more playing with the power yeah basically it is oh fun wow. yeah and you're and no back 
or arthritis is harmed in the making of your <laughs> orgasm. Exactly. And if he's still feeling like getting spanked, you could always, you know. <laughs> he can withdraw the pain. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but you know, like all joint, you know, like you I mean, know. rheumatoid arthritis does run in my family. And <laughs> yeah. pain, yeah, it's not fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want so, so this is this could this could be interesting. I once spent a weekend as a BDSM maid, which was like oh. we had we had written a contract, Ooh. and the contract was like you are going to you know uh, you know you're going to spend one hour cleaning the house wearing a butt plug. Or this, you know, this and that, and it was like it was like a whole list of his fantasies and mine that I added to it. Nice. So we we came up with it together, and it was a list of our fantasies of here's what you're going to do all weekend, and you have to do these things or else you get punished. And I would say come up with a punishment that has nothing to do with pain. Like you have to like you know you have to see to his orgasm, but don't get your you know so things like that, like withholding pleasure. Or uh, you know, uh, service doing services for each other, things like that. So you're still having the domination aspect, yeah. and you're still having the control aspect. That that delicious dynamic, <laughs> you know, that I do miss. I will say, I do miss. <laughs> <laughs> to me, like personally, it might not, it may, it may not be your thing, but to me, like that is the core of BDSM. Is mm. is is enacting those those power dynamics. So uh, maybe that could be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a good idea because I was actually thinking maybe, you know, couple therapy or something like that, or, mm -hmm. the, you know, a sex therapist or something, yeah. but, you know, that sounds like a good first step for sure, um, you know, because then it saves us money. <laughs> <laughs> sex therapy? We're about to do sex therapy. It's, it's expensive. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's expensive. But, yeah, I mean, I would start with that list. Start with that list. <laughs> oh my god yes yeah start with a list like to have him write down what what are, what this everything you could possibly think of get weird get creative google weird cosmo lists like weirdly like, those, yeah. those writers come up with some shit oh yeah. my god you know yeah watch and then, some weird porn together and then do you go through and you just like cross things out and you're like nope yeah not for me or I circle wrote and star 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 yeah <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. That's a great idea. I like it. Yeah. Or even in the or even while trying those things out, you accidentally just you, you create a whole new recipe and you're like, wait a minute, this angle is incredible. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also I think that the the service Yeah. The service idea, because then you could bring in the arthritis and one of the services could be like massage my, my sore joints or something like that. Put my yeah. cream on, baby. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> get some Dorbine Jr. and get it in my joints. <laughs> yeah, so that, that sounds really good. My only question is, is what if he doesn't want to meet me that whole way? What if he only wants to meet me halfway? Is that like a, you know, or maybe not all the way? Would it just be a, a goner for the relationship? Or would, you know, what, you know, what do you think about that? I mean, that's, that's a tough one. Because it really comes down to, are you basically sexually compatible after a while? Because mm -hmm. what we've discovered, you know, what my, I was, I was feeling a lot of despair. I was feeling like we're never going to be able to make this work. I'm never, you know, either that or one of us is never going to be satisfied and I was, I was feeling like this isn't going to have a future. Yeah. And it took really like months of exploration mm -hmm. of being really brave and really vulnerable with each other 
and really trying everything like that we could possibly think of. And that's still happening years later. That's still what's happening is we are trying new things all the time. And so it's like, he might not get the, his top favorite item on the list, but if you could break that item down into what does he like about it? Mm. I think you might find, yeah. you know, no promises, obviously. <laughs> I do think it's possible if you break it down to its component parts, what does he like? Does he like watching you have an experience? Does he like the, the dynamic of being in charge? Does he like, you know, the sensation of what you're doing to him, et cetera, et cetera. Break it into its component parts and see if you can recombine the ones that still work for you. Oh, okay. So basically getting like the subtext of the action, like the emotion yeah. of the action. I see what you mean. The, yeah, the emotion, the mechanical bits, the positioning, whatever it is, like break it all down. Become like a like a put on your lab goggles, you know. Get out your instruments, your pipettes. <laughs> I think also the second part of that is. I mean, I do have a smart one. Oh, <laughs> yes. put that to use. Yeah. I think the second part of that also is what are you okay with and what do you want if you're not okay with meeting halfway and he's not okay with that then maybe there's something deeper there that you guys need to explore or maybe that's just not gonna work so um yeah. check in with yourself too yeah that's true you know and also because you know i would like to have children and i just don't want you know, I mean, much like Ashley Darby, you know, with the children aspect, it's like, I don't want them to, like, find things. And, you know, kids are curious. Like, mm -hmm. God, like, oh, they, they find, you know, scotch tape or something. And they're like, oh, what, you know, and it's not for wrapping yeah. presents. Yeah. You, know, like, <laughs> you know, I just don't want them to, I don't want it to bleed off into them. Yeah. 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 So, you know, and like have weird issues, you know, at school and things. So, you know, that's yeah. another reason why I'm like, maybe we need to, you know, back off of this because I am getting older and, you know, the clock's a ticking. Even though people say, you know, there are no geriatric pregnancies, I think that's a bold faced lie. They're still labeled geriatric pregnancies. So I'm just a little bit, I'm getting a little anxious because, you know, children. And, you know, the clock is ticking, so it's like, you know, what, what direction do I go? So there's so many, you know, aspects that go into it. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and to add to, to, to add to what Kirsten was saying, I uh, know from experience that if you are a sub, it can be really difficult to extract your needs from the needs of your dom. Mm. That, and that I would caution you to be very aware especially like, you know, you're going to need to be there for someone else. Like you, you absolutely need to be there for yourself right now. And so you do need to be, you, you might need a minute alone even before you go into his list to do your list on your own and say, what is it about our interactions that, that really spark joy for me first, because it might be yeah. difficult once you enter into that conversation to disentangle the like, well, yeah. I really like being a good sub, you know? Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. That's great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's just tough because I, you know, I've heard other people's stories and, you know, watch a lot of Bravo where people have, even if it's not this BDSM relationship, it's, you know, the people, the, a lot of the divorces happen when the kids, when they start having kids, because, you know, 
the kid takes the top priority and then they fall by the wayside for a while and some men can't handle that. So it's like, you know, on top of doing the vanilla extract or, you know, meeting halfway, it's like, where do we go from there? You know? There's a lot of layers for sure. Oh yeah. Start a family. There's so many layers. (laughs) Oh God. Yeah. Hopefully this was helpful, Diane. It sounds like there's like a lot to unpack and you're, you're even thinking about therapy and that definitely would be an investment into your future. Um, either way, if it works out or not. And, and like you're saying that the clock is ticking for you. Mm-hmm. So something, you know, time is of the essence. <laughs> yeah. And I do love that yeah, you are thinking. Sure. <laughs> I do love that you are thinking about uh, how a kid would fit in yeah. with your sexual preferences and your sex life. Yeah, I think that's really important. Really yeah. important. Yes, because mm-hmm. I've heard many things that it, it you know, it, it impeccably slows down, and you know, there's there's a big difference between before and after with kids because it just takes such a priority. So, yeah, yeah. that's a huge concern. Yeah, and I think that's great to discuss the expectations beforehand, so you know what you're kind of getting into. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, ab- uh, hopefully you, you get to make those babies and you get to have sex the way you want to and, and, and you get to be uh, a success story and a sex sex story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for catching us up on The Real Housewives. Yeah. Well, yes. We're all going to be tuning in to Bravo, I think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for, uh, for for your bravery. We always appreciate people that are willing to ask questions. We know it's not easy. And hopefully you, we walk away with something that will help your, your future. Good luck. Oh, yeah. definitely. It was fabulous. Thank you guys so much for um, taking my call, and I appreciate it. Thanks, Diane. Yeah, thank you. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. I, like, I like vanilla extract. Yes, <laughs> right? I should use Rocky cute. Road because it's like vanilla with other stuff in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, there's no vanilla in Oh, in Rocky Road? Yeah. Oh, no, I never eat it. <laughs> cookie dough. Cookie dough. There's no vanilla cookie dough. Rocky Road, no, it's chocolate with uh, walnuts and uh, marshmallows. <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah. if you're trying to extract <laughs> vanilla from that, you might have some... Just, some trouble, but good luck to you. <laughs> All right, we had just started to get into your first BDSM sexual experience, yes. so let's pick that back up and get that question answered. Yes. Oh my God. So I, yeah, I mean, I had experimented here and there a little bit with like, you know, middle school, high school. I was like a very horny teenager, like everybody. But my first, like, actual, like, where I would qualify my first kind of, you know, uh, truly sexual relationship began was uh like he the first thing we ever did together was he tied me to a piano bench and spanked me like really hard and I was like boom like fireworks how old were you I was 18 wow (laughs) I had to wait that long no but talk about like like awareness I mean I I I would not I wouldn't have until the fireworks go off. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of my thought too, yeah. but I was, <laughs> I was thrilled. I was like, yeah. I, I've never been happier at that point. Oh did you think of it or did he think of it? He was, so he had actually been, he was a bit older and he had been in a longer, in a very long-term BDSM relationship prior. Mm. Okay. Okay, so he knew so what he was aligned. doing. So the fates aligned. Yeah, the fates aligned. He was an excellent first sexual partner. He was 
a terrible first boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> but an that excellent can happen. That can happen. <laughs> Yeah, just because oh, yeah. you have a great sexual dynamic does not mean you're destined to be together forever or like you're even good together. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes you're a complete mismatch, but they're literally your soulmate. <laughs> Sexmate and soulmate can be different. Yeah, that's so true. And you mentioned before that you identify as a submissive, but it mm. sounds like you had mentioned also that you were, were a, a BDSM maid. Yeah. So, like, did you did you learn more about domination, or you still think that you're submissive? I in my new relationship, I would say I think I've realized I'm more of a switch. Okay. Um, because I think it really it's really the dynamic that, that dictates yes. everything yeah. between the, the partners. Yeah, yeah. I never thought of that before, and you just saying it at first, I was like, dynamic. What the hell does that mean? Yeah, it took me a second. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. And then when you kind of went into it, I'm like, okay, now I'm with you. Now I'm with you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, that makes so much sense. It's not so much about pain necessarily as that power play. Mm. Exactly, exactly. And it's mm. and it, it it can have so many shades to it too. It's like, do you want to be physically held down do you want them to command you to do things do you want you know, there's so many shades to what domination can actually be yeah and it's not all hurting each other and it's not all you know it, i think there is a lot of pushing each other to each other's limits yes and that but those limits have to be very clearly defined yeah for that to be you know pleasurable to both parties <laughs> <laughs> So you're in this relationship, yeah. you're getting spanked on piano benches, and <laughs> did you do like a whole ray of stuff with it, were you with this partner for a while, so you got to really explore being submissive for a while? For three years. Oh, wow, nice, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it you got... really rode that journey. Oh, yeah. That was intense. That was when we, I did the maiden for a weekend thing, I did... You know, we did knife play at one point. Whoa. What is knife play? Yeah. Just, uh, it sounds scary. It's very scary. Oh, it sounds <laughs> exciting. It's exciting as <laughs> well. Like, I mean, you, you know, somebody holds a knife to your back and says, like, you know, um, I, if you do something or other, I forget what the exact, you know, what we were doing, but it's like, if you mess this up, then I will cut you. Oh, a little. Ooh. A little. Okay. It's all very controlled. Oh, yeah. And it's part of the play of knowing that you are safe, yeah. but kind of not knowing you're safe. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's really, it's, if you are into that, it is one of the most exhilarating things you can do, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, very safely. Right. Was <laughs> there any cutting? Did you do yeah. any cutting? And did you get off on the cutting? A little bit and yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was such an intense yes. I got excited. <laughs> so what are some of like, the shocking, most fun experiences that you had while you were in the BDSM world? I mean, that one kind of took a yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I will say it was just, um, I was with someone who had experience and who had watched literally all of the porns and, you know, and had done way more research than, than, than I had personally. So yes. there was a lot of creativity. Yeah. Mm. And I, and having gone to a few clubs to, as well and seeing the limits of what the human body can take yeah. and derive pleasure from. Like, I don't know if right. you've heard of the crown of thorns. No. Well, that's the Jesus thing. Yeah, so that's that, that okay. wonderful <laughs> religious thing on Easter when you take hypodermic needles and put them in a ring around the head of your penis. And what? Happy Easter! What? <laughs> sorry, I'm it's sorry. It's always no. Easter? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> <laughs> it just was Easter yesterday. You have to do it on Easter. 
It was kind of religious because the young man I saw it being done to, the look of ecstasy and transcendence on his face was so beautiful (laughs) that like a couple people like cried. It was really beautiful. And and the woman doing it was doing it so tenderly. Which is strange to say. It is very strange to say those two things. Hypodermic needle, penis head, tenderly. That doesn't seem to go together. (laughs) She had had her, you know, sanitized gloves on, you know, sanitary gloves on. And she was doing it so gently and making sure she was doing it correctly so as not to permanently injure anything. And and he was and he was smiling, he was beatific, he was barely reacting, he was like on another level. That word that you used, I don't know it. (laughs) Beatific? Beatific. Like think of like think of like the Buddha. Like just totally at peace. I figured, I mean, context clues yeah. told me that, but I yeah. felt that she'd get some clarification, make sure. Yeah, 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 I'm glad she stopped. I was like, okay, cool, go, keep going. But, oh, but it was, yeah, that was one of the more intense experiences that I was able to witness. That And that same night, that was the first time I got tied up and whipped by a stranger. Oh, oh wow. Which yeah. was a lo- which was a big trust, yeah. you know, game. <laughs> I feel like that would be a turn on and also could not be a turn on. <laughs> no, that's and you know, when when you when you push so many of your limits, yeah. yes. um, that was kind of the peak of pushing my limits because I I, I did probably a lot more dangerous, you know, like mm-hmm. like the knife play, like a lot crazier thing, being choked and things like that with my long term partner. Yeah. But you know, that that I would say pushed my limits the most was allowing myself to be tied up and whipped by a perfect stranger who was, by the way, I think lying about his age to get into the club. He was under Ooh. 21, I think. Oh, they were like Vandal. college kids. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so the I kind of realized that. 18 and older. It was, yeah, he was, no, he was like 19. He was like 19. He was but he 20 and a half. He was 20 and a half. <laughs> he should not have been in a place where they were serving alcohol. Yeah. I won't say the name of the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, wait, without saying the name of the yeah. place, what are these? clubs like how do you find them um yeah, I mean these days just google I think yeah. what are you googling like yeah. uh orgasmic mm-hmm. clubs <laughs> I think to be nice fair, play. yeah I think, <laughs> I think a good way to get into it is to clubs like that specifically I think the way I got into it was you can find there are local clubs who will do classes Oh. Like on how to use violet wands, um, on how to like safely tie someone up, um, things like that. How to safely play with all of these different toys. Nice. You can look those up. Like look up uh, BDSM classes, shibori classes, mm-hmm. um, any kind of class like that. If you go to shibori is the rope thing. Yeah, yeah they just tie that bondage. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. Now see, I've heard that it's not necessarily like a BDSM thing. It's not necessarily. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because it's beautiful. It can be an art. There's yeah. art galleries with it. Wow. Which is... Ooh, where are those? <laughs> I, there's one in... I believe it's Japan. There's one. And oh, you should just have to travel out of the country. Yeah, you have to go far, far away from America and get out of here. Then you'll find it. Pretty Puritan here. But it is, it is beautiful. Like, if you get the book... Um, uh, oh, what's her name? She wrote literally the book on the art of Shibori, but... You can, you can tell us later, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll put it in our notes. I'll let you know. And I'll let you know the name of the clubs, too. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. The, yeah. Because, Show notes, baby. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. if you go to those, some of those classes, I know some people get the ick from learning about sex at classes like that. Oh. But, but that's great because you're learning about the safety. Because <laughs> yes. what we are talking about can quickly get into the unsafe place. Yes. And especially, like, if you want to play with strangers, mm-hmm. 
you want to know that stranger knows how to play safely yeah. and you know how to get out of it and it's a-okay and I don't know, safe words or whatever or you know yeah. how to untie yourself real quick or something. <laughs> exactly. Well, and also the club that I was going to, I mean, apart from letting that kid in around booth, a kid, he's 19, but like letting him in around booth, you know, apart from that little misstep, they, it, it's an extremely safe environment because mm -hmm. it's people who've been doing it all for a really long time mm -hmm. who are really encrusted in that community um, bad word to you, sorry. Yeah. We're really <laughs> embedded in that community. <laughs> <Shmegma>. <laughs> I'm not going to yuck someone else's yum, but, uh, potentially. But, uh, it's not fetish, who knows? It's not fetish. Probably. If you can dream it, it can be. <laughs> but it is, I would recommend it. If you, if you don't know where to start, um, you know, in terms of playing, you know, outside of your comfort zone, or maybe even like your partner, you have a partner who is yeah. a little vanilla extract <laughs> and wants to be introduced, you know, that, that's a little bit of intense, but there are places that have kind of varying level and party, different parties that have varying levels of intensity. Mm -hmm. yeah. And this 21 year old, this 19 year old, he could just be a young looking 21 year old. He could have just yeah, but they were talking about going to Columbia. So. <laughs> <laughs> he would have been an old junior or whatever. <laughs> but you obviously have been drawn to this to this um, lifestyle ever since you were a young woman. You lived it. You've got to experience it with different partners in different ways and different evolutions. Then you meet your soulmate, like the person that you have been with for eight years. Yeah. You love this person. And honestly, you kind of sounded like on this call, but maybe you might have thought it was going to be like, cool, you don't like BDSM now, but you don't know how cool it is. Is that true? Did you kind of think maybe you'll change? I can change you. <laughs> Isn't that always like, oh, I can change him. Yeah. I can mold him into yeah. what I want. I'll let him see the light. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. He'll, he'll figure it out. I, I think I did think he would eventually come around to it because of his inexperience. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I thought, oh, he's just, he's going to have like a kink and we just have to figure out what that is. Sure. Oh, Easier said than done. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, you know, it's, I, I had never realized that because growing up in the Bay Area, I think I might have been a little spoiled in this, right. but not everyone has a kink necessarily. Yeah. Some people just enjoy sex as a way to connect with their partner and yeah yeah that was novel to me <laughs> just the old-fashioned in and out <laughs> <laughs> maybe not quite that boring but yeah that's also great but but no it was it really was like a it became an exercise I, I thought i thought i was teaching him but he was teaching me oh, oh yeah. student has taught the teacher exactly <laughs> i think that's a good partnership though yes. uh, teaching each other and finding that of what you both like and compromise of finding where you are whether that's in the middle or maybe you do go a little bit more to one side or the other depending on what your likes are exactly mm. and from there it, it, it in, and that in that exploration of where is the middle yeah that's where the fun starts happening yeah because that's where we start to say oh I really liked that let's explore that you know kind of what we were talking about with Diane where you you start dissecting things well why do you why did you like that Mm -hmm. um, it might not always be the sexiest thing in the world, but oftentimes if you do have that conversation for long enough and keep breaking, breaking down, breaking into component parts, it does get sexy. It comes back around to getting sexy again because you're like, oh, I really like it when you hold me down, you know, and, you know, or, or I really like it when, you know, um, the sensation is too much for you to bear and you like, you, you know, you're about to come and you know, whatever it's, whatever it is, it's, it is so 
important for us to continue talking about it and finding where the middle ground actually is. Yeah. So do you do like a list like you were talking about and then basically do you keep checking in every, I don't know, few months or something or how do you do that to, to see the progression of where your sexual journey is going together? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. It's like what it, it's kind of a process where we start trying something, we find something that works, and then we kind of do that until it gets boring. Mm. <laughs> and then we sort of revisit, mm-hmm. you know. And it's like when I when I realize that I'm starting to fantasize about like BDSM again, and I realize, oh, okay, now I'm getting a little bored. Yeah. And uh... now we need to start exploring something else. And that that process has been really helpful because it's it's helped me to sort of find the because when I say like oh break it down to its component parts it sounds easy it's not necessarily that easy no. oh none of this stuff is easy yeah. we talk about that constantly <laughs> where we're like yeah just have a talk with your partner just have yeah. you know which is the out. most difficult thing in the world it's like oh, yeah. so it's such a complicated thing to even like okay I know how I'm feeling and now I have to tell you how I'm feeling yeah. in a way that like doesn't hurt anyone and <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah it's not easy but it is like it it is the simplest thing but it's the most complicated thing Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's even said a couple times, like, thank you for hurting my feelings. Okay. That time, because I, because like, yeah, it hurts in the moment when you say like, I'm not happy. Like, yeah, my pride is wounded, of course. But he was, but he, he has literally said, thank you for doing the hard thing, yeah. hurting my feelings, breaking this open so that we can progress from there instead of just staying unhappy. Right. Yeah. Because if your partner really loves you, if they really care about you, then wounding their pride a little bit shouldn't be the be-all end-all for them right as long as that it can help you both progress to a place where you can both be happy ah oh, see he does like pain for pleasure <laughs> <laughs> i think too like the, the thing is, is diane right brought it up every relationship changes right yeah. like if, if it's not the extreme of like i was like performing a pretty extreme sex act and now i don't want to do that anymore just talking about like if you get married or if there's children involved there's mm-hmm. And time, like there is no matter what you're doing, you were in a relationship for three years. I'm sure like they're even like as wild as it got. There's probably times that you're like, oh, I saw this coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, spanking. That's yeah. novel. Yeah. <laughs> the old knife in the back trick. Uh, <laughs> it's the same. <laughs> yeah. But it is like if you can have those, the reality of relation, the reason why it's hard the hard thing is the easy thing, which is yeah. talking to each other, asking people, asking each other questions, mm-hmm. and and hurting each other's feelings a little bit sometimes, and being like, okay, well, you, you, what you're saying isn't that I'm boring, you know, mm-hmm. and understanding that you're just asking for something, right. and being open to it. Yeah, and that's a good thing. Yeah, because the bottom line is, you're the person I want to explore this with, and that's, and I'm so committed to that, that I'm going to tell you the truth and be vulnerable and because I want this to work and I think it's like we're, we're really staying in that space where we've been very good about staying in that space of like this is so that we can keep working yeah because we love each other so much yeah <laughs> and that of like I'm not happy but I want to be happy with you and so let's work it out even though that does kind of hurt to hear I'm not happy with what's going on <laughs> yeah. oh that's never good to hear yeah, yeah it always sucks but you gotta find words 
Where yeah. does that work? Yeah. Because yeah. I like to be like, I'm bored and I'm fantasizing about other people when I was doing BDSM stuff. <laughs> you should have seen these big old dildos. <laughs> this ex that I had, I'm thinking about him now. Even yeah. though he's horrible, but wow, he could spank. <laughs> oh, you should have seen our bedroom. It was wild. This is so bland and boring. Oh, yeah, back to you. So <laughs> You're the one I love, though. Uh, <laughs> it's like, it's not like anything, like, there's ways to say what you're feeling without being like, oh, I had this weird dream that really, like, we've all had weird dreams oh, or yeah. like weird thoughts. Like thoughts aren't th thoughts aren't things, and you don't have to like give them life and make them mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, I fantasize or I thought about my ex that I, I don't want anymore, but I had this dream about him, and I must be a pervert or I must be like horny for him. And yeah, no, you don't need to, you don't need to share that. No, <laughs> and that's just a thought you can let go. You don't yeah. have to obsess let over it and go. be like, that means I'm still in love with him. Oh yeah. no. Yeah. Just as a thought that goes through your head and you can let it let go. It go. Oh yeah. yeah. He's been let go for <laughs> yeah. quite a while. Yeah. The exes but, are yeah. exes. That's oh, where boy. they that's where they live. In He's the X land. In X land. And something else that you're saying too that really pops out to me is basically you guys are secure. And so you know that you can talk about this stuff because you know you're gonna work it out together. And I think that's huge in a relationship, especially when exploring different sexual desires of knowing that you guys are there for each other no matter what what your sex path is going to be exactly <laughs> this dear reader if your partner does not make you feel safe to express yourself yes. that's wrong <laughs> but that's the bottom line is that we feel safe yes. with each other yes. it's like we never feel like we're going to say something like you know if i say like I wish I could peg you so badly. I know he's not going to be like, too intense, goodbye. He'll be like, be like too intense for now. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see what else we can do. Maybe the wall can peg you. We'll get one of those suction cup dicks. <laughs> but it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it, that's, and that's the other thing that he's, he's been really good on his side by saying, you know, like, I, you know, I've, I've been compromising my side saying like, I'm going to go really slowly with you. And he's good on his side by saying, Let's put a pin in that. Yeah. And I'm not going to say no. I'm not going to say no forever. Yeah. But let's explore that later. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's. I think what's interesting, too, is that it is trying something new. You know, it's the same thing, but it's the reverse of what you think. Most people think, like, okay, well, I'm doing the missionary position, and now I'm going to put on a bondage suit, and I'm going to be tied up, and tie me to a bed, and I'm going to do lingerie. Like, people think yeah. that it, it goes in that direction, but... It can go in any direction. It yeah. can change in any way. And this is just an evolution of your sex life. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so true. People do seem to think we like, we love like a, a, a narrative. Yeah. Escalation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, it's, you know, what is it? Teleological or whatever, where we feel we love like a beginning, middle and an end. Yeah. And in you're right that it, it, you know, I'm not going backwards. No. Yeah. By trying my uh, what we, cookie dough ice cream, you know, <laughs> yeah, vanilla, vanilla chocolate chips. Yeah, just picking out all the cookie dough. <laughs> it's like a completely different flavor for me, and it's, yeah. and it's it's been a massive exploration for him, but also for me, in discovering what does it mean to just strip it all down mm -hmm. and just be bare souled. Yeah. Me and my partner. 
And that has, that's been challenging. Right. Mm -hmm. And it made me realize that I had, there was a lot of work I hadn't done. Yeah. You know, that I was kind of maybe masking behind a lot of the BDSM stuff. Masking? (laughs) (laughs) Very, uh, eyes wide shut lesson here. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's great though. I mean, it is self work too. And I think a lot of sex stuff is you've got to first work on yourself. Mm -hmm. All relationships work on yourself first. We've heard it all. But it's true. (laughs) It's so true. It's so true. And you you are allowed to work on yourself alongside. Yeah. If you have a partner who is safe and supportive and, you know, and you are being kind to yourself and your partner. Yeah, and you can work on yourself while he works on himself, while you guys watch each other working on yourself. <laughs> Hell yes! <laughs> it can be sexy. <laughs> <laughs> well, listener, you heard it here. Work on each other, work on yourselves. It's all work, but uh, hopefully it's fun work. Do what you love and you never work a day in your life. <laughs> And thank you, listeners. We are always very thankful if you're watching, if you're listening. We really appreciate you. Couldn't do it without you. Or I guess we could, but we probably wouldn't. But that wouldn't be as fun. We like people watching (laughs) and listening. Absolutely. (laughs) Thank you so much. And also, if you are looking for any of the books that Hannah mentioned or clubs or any of that other juicy information we got, go to the show notes down below and you will find all of it there. Yes. Details, details, details. Mm-hmm. Hey, you guys have been Patreoning our Patreon and we love you for it. We're going to give a special thank you to Mr. Matt. Thanks, Matt, for being a patron of our Patreon. We really couldn't do it without you. Yes, thank you so much, Matt. And also, thank you, Laura. You are helping us out and we are loving it. Loving it, <laughs> living for it. So, uh, y'all know Hannah is our guest. Thank you, Hannah. Thanks for being here. Thanks for all the juicy details you shared. (laughs) Thank you for having me. And I was an excellent sub. If you'd like to be an excellent sub, don't forget to subscribe. Woo! Yeah, you heard it here first. Be a sub by subscribing. Yeah, and even if you're dominative, you can subscribe. We'll allow it. We'll allow it. Don't subscribe. Don't subscribe. Basically, all we care about is that you download the podcast. It helps us. Yes. All right. Well, thank you. That's our show. Goodbye. Harmonize. Goodbye. Goodbye.